Hey, uh, quarantine episode number 61, continuing our series on love. We're going to be in verse 7 today. One of the things I thought I would do differently today is as I read 1 Corinthians 13, I'm going to give you a different translation. And because if you've been following along, you've heard the same translation for the last several weeks, right? Over a month. So I want to make sure that um, maybe it gives you a different a different taste of the uh, verse, get some different insight. The, the cool thing about translations is that Greek many times has a, uh, Greek words have a broader sense than some of the American or the English words that we use. So it can, you can come at it from different angles and it mean the same thing. So we're going to do that here as I read the NISB. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow too. Maybe I'll give you a, a, even another version. Um, that's, and you're going to see here, it says much of the same thing, but uses some slightly different wording on different uh, aspects of it. So here we go. If I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it is not jealous, love does not brag, it is not, and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I have been able to be fully known. But now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. We're going to be looking at bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And if you've noticed, and I've mentioned it before, that when words are repeated, they are important, right? So what does that mean by all things here? Does it mean that every time I bear some uh, injustice, I'm just supposed to deal with it? Every time that someone makes an assertion about the world, I'm just supposed to believe it? In the midst of all trials, am I supposed to hope? Am I supposed to endure suffering? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. As, as much commands in Scripture, there is nuance. So kind of work through it, okay? So the first one is bears all things. So love that bears all things carries the idea of covering in silence. This is not the idea that it covers up evil. Rather, it endures afflictions and suffering without complaint or whining. When the New Testament terms 
this bearing specifically refers to bearing persecutions that come with knowing Christ. Let's jump to Romans 5. Romans 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produce perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given it to us. So here it's again speaking about the persecutions that come against us. But what does that mean in the sense of the area of love? That means that there will be times that even people we say we love hurt us. And we're in a way to bear it. If you know in Colossians 3, we see a very similar thing take place in verses 12 and 13. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And if you've been paying attention through our section on love, those are echoes, right? And this is what beginning of 13 says, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. So are you the type that bears trials, that bears sins against you? Or are you quick to throw people away the moment they either don't do what you want or they hurt you? That doesn't mean not setting up boundaries in your life to abusers. Uh, Most of the time, if we're honest, we're not talking about abusers. We're talking about offenses that happen between friends, and we're quick to remove them from our circles because, well, it's just too hard. It's just too hard. So what should we do when it happens, when we're sinned against? We should bear these things. We should, as the Greek implies, cover them in silence, not bringing them up all the time. Remember that time you did this to me? I can't believe, remember remember when, when you sinned against me in this way? When someone comes to us who has wronged us in the past and they offer some words, are we quick to believe them or are we quick to be like, no, there's no way? I mean, you might be right, right? They they might be lying or they might be discording the truth. But if they are telling the truth and you're marking them as a liar, you commit a sin. So we need to be, again, very, remember yesterday's talk, very slow to assign motive. Do we hope all things? Do we have a future in mind? That's what it's talking about here. This future coming and hope of the Lord. And do we endure all things? Do we know that our suffering produces righteousness? Or do we simply see suffering and sin against us as destroying our own kingdoms 
which honestly, a lot of the time, that's exactly what God uses suffering for. To destroy the own, our own kingdoms of which we've built, so that we can in turn build the Lord's kingdom as we love those who have wronged us. That's a hard section, right? Uh, you know, I mentioned at the very beginning, this is the most common section of scripture set at weddings. And while it's very, you know, it makes some beautiful calligraphy, some flowing letters, you know, this looks great on a, on a card. But this is hard. This is so hard. But if we're in Christ, if we are in Christ, he gives us the ability to do these things. He gives us the ability to do all things. And all things in the sense of what he has called us to do as we walk in truth. Now, I want to give you a really practical step here. Many of us, when we experience wrong, have trained ourselves and practiced a response that is unbiblical. Whether it's uh, revenge or anger or wrathfulness or spite or gossip, or slander against those who have wronged us. We are quick to run to those things when sin occurs. And we've trained ourselves in that. Look, if you're a Christian, this isn't, there's not a love pill, right? You're not going to be able to like pop a pill, ah, now I get it, right? It is retraining the way we respond to conflict so that we can understand and grow in the midst of conflict. But instead of putting in the effort, many of us, including myself included, are quick to slide back into the tendencies that we lived in in our sin. We don't do this with any other portion of life, right? If you want to learn how to um, fire a bow and arrow, you know you got to like do or do work, do practice. You want to punt a football sixty yards, right? I don't want to just toss you the football and you're like, I got it, I can do this just like an NFL kicker. No, they put in work. The smartest people in the world, guess what? They're well read. They put in the work. The people who do these things, bear all things believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. This comes with work. This comes with hardship. This comes with sanctification and stresses and conflict and suffering. So if you're looking for a magic love pill, it ain't there. What is there? is if you are in Christ, you have a spirit that dwells within you that enables you to do these things. So when you are in the midst of trial, when you are in the midst of conflict, when you're in the midst of relational angst, call upon the Lord to lead you in the midst of it. And cling to the arms of your brothers and sisters as they walk with you through it. The worst thing you can do in the midst of conflict is isolate yourself because bitterness tends to grow in the midst of isolation. This is not a magic pill. 
but this is a race that is trained for in which we are sanctified in the midst of our suffering and our conflict. And we have the Spirit that enables us to be able to do these things. Lean in to Jesus. Lean into the Spirit that dwells within you and empowers you to love like Christ. Peace.